It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Lisa Woodruff shares her organizational tips, her entrepreneurial spirit, and humor to encourage other moms on her blog, Organize365.com. She's authored multiple books, blogs, and podcasts for women who want to get organized and organized women who want to help others live a more organized life. As a professional organizer and business coach, Lisa's helped hundreds of women successfully organize and monetize their businesses. And you can find her podcast and training info at her website, Organize365.com. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about something that I'm pretty sure is not just my problem, but many others, and that is a file cabinet that's got a mind of its own. Lisa, welcome to Amy's Table. Thanks, Amy. It's great to be back. Well, you know, I mentioned to you before we came on the air that I still have my Sunday basket, which we should address on another show. But I love your just really practical tips to organization. But let's start with this. Sometimes the idea of getting organized is so overwhelming that people choose no action at all. How do you get over that? Absolutely. You know, I heard someone say that the definition of clutter is delayed decision-making, and that's so true. Like, we put off to tomorrow the decision because we can't face it today, and then it just keeps adding and adding and adding. So what I love to do, you know, I used to be a school teacher, is to take any organizational task we have in front of us, which today is the filing cabinet, and really break it down into step one, step two, step three. And sometimes when you have the roadmap, it's easy to get started because, when you look at the totality of file drawer after file drawer with the paper you know you no longer need but don't even know if you can get rid of it yet, you just take no action because you don't know where to start. Exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. I like how you break it down into steps, too, and we'll talk about whether or not you think those all have to be done at once. But I want to share with you something that just really inspires me, and it's something that I read by Martha Beck. You know her. She's a Oprah Oprah person um, yeah. from years ago, and she talked about her clients who would come in and say, I'm going to exercise every day for one hour. And at the end of a year, they hadn't exercised at all. And so she started this um, small, tiny, minute step approach with them that really works, where instead of saying, I'm going to exercise every day for an hour, get a gym, you know, get a workout outfit. And then after a couple weeks, put it by your bed so that you see it in the morning. And after a couple weeks, put it on every day. And after a couple of weeks, exercise for 10 minutes. <laughs> now, of course, right. we're drawing it out longer than we need to for a file cabinet. But so when you break down your steps, do you tell your clients, okay, do it all at once? Or can you take a step one day and another step the next? How do you approach that? Well, the benefit of hiring a professional organizer is you literally get it all done in one fell swoop, which yeah. is why people do it. But for the majority of my audience, which are blog readers, I'm encouraging, you know, these stay-at-home moms or corporate women to just tackle it 15 minutes a day, five files at a time, and this this system will work one file or a whole filing drawer at a time, so you can spend five minutes or five hours, whatever you have available to you. I love that. You can find 15 minutes a day. So start us out. Step one. So step one is the mindset. I'm really, really learning that the thing the people need is to change their mindset about whatever we're organizing before we start to organize it. So I want to tell you 
that 80% of what you've kept in your filing cabinet, you probably don't need and you will no longer go to reference, especially if you're 40 years of age or older. Your age really matters when you're organizing different spaces because you're looking at the generation you are, where you learned about technology, and how old your children are. So if you're 40 and above, you were raised with, you learned about computers as you were not a baby, like you weren't born with computers. So the idea of paper being filed is because you couldn't necessarily go to the bank and get a statement. So right. You keep those statements. People under 40 don't have the paper problem that we have because they know they can access that all online. And even though if you're over 40, you know you can access it online, you don't really trust it because it wasn't there when you were a child and you're like, yeah, but what if all of the computers in the world crashed at the same time? I have my paperwork. <laughs> and so, but that's so true. You laugh and you know, you know me saying it's so true that we keep so much paper because we don't know how to find it online. So because we don't know how to find it online, we'll just keep the paper copy. And once I can really help my clients to realize that, okay, it is accessible online, we don't need the paper, it's much easier to get rid of it. So just changing your mindset about what you need to keep and why you need to keep it. Well, let me ask you a question, Lisa. Is part of your approach then to teach people how to just not get it in the first place? Like, I, I am over 40, but I try my darndest to keep every single financial thing that comes into my life paperless. Right. It seems like actually yeah. my some of my, um, you know, people that I, my car lease, they still send me a, a form even though I've signed up for paperless. I don't keep it, but I got to touch it. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> and so I had a client, exactly, she had moved all of her, her, her husband had died. She moved all of the money into a new financial planning company, but they enrolled her in 10 different funds. And each fund has a prospectus every month, every quarter, every oh, year. Oh, yes. And she had so much paperwork, and the whole idea was to have less. So we went online, and we stopped those prospectuses from coming, which is basically that, you know, pamphlet you get, that 30-page that book or 80-page book that you get with every single fund that you own. They have to send that to you unless you opt out. As soon as I did that, she was like, okay, I don't need you to come next month. So <laughs> I was going there to go through her mail because it was ridiculous. Oh, Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, I know that there's ways to opt out of junk mail and stuff, too. But so I'm sure that's one strategy is you try and get people to get less in the door the first place. And I think once people get the idea that they don't want to file it, people grasp this idea of being able to get rid of mail. But then what we're going to talk about, they go down to the filing cabinet that really they probably haven't even put anything in in the last two years. So that filing cabinet really holds papers from two years ago till 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's an archival paper that they want to go through. They're not going through their mail in this instance. Right. Okay. Got it. So 80% of them, we're never going to touch them again. We really don't even need it. Right. Right. I got it. So lead us through this. How are we going to get, how are we going to tackle this? Okay. So the easiest way I find to organize paper is to go ahead and color code your filing cabinet. Maybe it's just because I love color, but I think that most people deal better when they see color. So you can go to Walmart, Staples, anywhere where you buy hanging file folders, and you can get these packages. Every company has one, need, whatever, where you can get in there rainbow-colored file folders in one box. So you get like four red, four yellow, four orange, four blue, four, four green in one box. Buy a box of those and bring those home. And we're going to assign a color for every single kind of thing that you file so that when you open up your file drawers now 
every time you see red, you think medical and important, and every time you see green, you think financial, so that when you do go to use your filing cabinet and you're looking for something that's related to your 401k, you're going to open up and look for the green files. It's going to help you find things easier. So the first step is just to get the supplies you're going to need. Love that idea. And it would look good too. And when things look nice and organized, it just feels good. I love that. Well, you say that when you've got a file worth of papers, say your medical file, you're saying don't finger through the file. We have to actually go through it. Tell me what you mean. Yes. So when we talked about the Sunday basket, remember, that's where you put all of your mail and your to-dos. And every Sunday, you take every single thing out of that basket, touch it, look at it, put it back in the basket, decide if it can wait till next Sunday. The act of doing that in the Sunday basket, one, helps you decide what you need to take action on. But two, the fourth week in a row that you pick up the direct TV flyer, you realize, you know what, I'm not going to get direct TV, and you pitch it. So, or if you're cleaning out your closet, you empty out the closet and put everything back in. When you look at things where they're supposed to be, like files in the filing cabinet, it's so easy to leave them there because that's where they live and it seems like they should be there. But if you pull five files up into your family room and go through them watching TV, all of a sudden you're like, why do I still have the manual for the car seats when the kids are going into high school? But if you were in your basement, you'd be like, yep, manuals stay here. These are all manuals. It's fine. But when you pull it out of that environment, you look at the paper differently. So take everything out of the file, decide what you need to keep, and then what I do is I put it in a new colored file. So let's say right now your filing cabinet is either all random colors or they're all that, you know, green that was used to be in those offices, that olive green color or brown because you did your files in the 90s. So you're doing a medical file for your daughter. Say your daughter's 18. You may decide what you want to give your daughter as her medical now. You're going to pass that off to her. Or if your kids are 14 or 12, you're going to put that back in a red file with their name labeled on it back in the filing cabinet. The nice thing about this is even if you only get through one file every week, you know which files are done because they're the new files that are labeled and they're colored. Yeah, that's smart. You always know when you go down and you're going to grab one, three, five more files to take upstairs which ones you've taken out. It's not like you've emptied your entire filing cabinet and you're sitting surrounded in paper trying to make heads or tails of it. This is just such good practical advice, and I hope people listening, it makes a difference in their file cabinet. We've only got just a minute left, Lisa, but send us out on this. So now we've got all the paper we want to get rid of. It might have our child's name and date of birth. It might have our address or sometimes even our social security number. Straighten the trash. No, I recommend that you shred it. It's so easy to do nowadays. You can fill, you know, a paper bag full of trash or uh, full of shredding or a banker's box full of shredding. Take it to any office supply store. They will shred it a dollar a pound. A bag usually is about $15. A banker's box is anywhere from 20 to 25 but it's worth it that it's not going to get out there. And um, identity theft among children is the highest amount of identity I know. theft. But you can also just Google free shredding in your area. And I know in the newsletter I'm sending out to my clients next week, I found all kinds of places in Cincinnati that are doing free shredding. You know, at tax time is where you could find free shredding. So you'll sit maybe an hour in the car, but they'll take, you know, five, six banker's boxes full of shredding to do at one time for free. And usually your credit unions will do that for you. That's great. Well, I've got to say I have a shredder and, uh, you know, I think the latest one that I have is was $50. 
you know, it's not expensive. So, I mean, having one at home, too, is something nice to think about because then you can shred as you go, and, and I like that as well, too. Well, Lisa, you always have such great information. You can get more information about Lisa from Lisa. Sign up for some of her newsletters and things at Organize365.com. I'm going to put Lisa Woodruff's organizing tips on amystable.com. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us and getting, getting a, straightening out our files. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at wkrq.com.